0: everyone welcome back to the creative collision podcast this is Said here bringing you another another episode um doing another album rankings This time for jay-z the goat so um yeah man i just did i just did an album rankings with kanye west uh, recently ranking all his albums and i'm doing one now with jay um starting a new series trying something new trying to be creative this podcast is called creative collision so um, doing new topics for you, for everyone out there, for the listeners out there. Well, there's, you know, nothing going on in the world of sports with the coronavirus, everything shut down still. So, you know, I might turn this into a series depending on how it goes. If you haven't checked out my Kanye West album rankings one, that was my first one. Um, so go back and listen to that one. Uh, if you're a Kanye fan, if you want to hear my, my thoughts and, uh, on his albums, So now I'm doing my favorite rapper of all time, uh, Jay-Z. I think Jay-Z's the greatest rapper ever. He's, you know, one of the greatest rappers of all time, and arguably now at this point, right? And he has uh, one of the greatest discographies of all time uh, with 13 solo albums, a couple collaboration albums. I'm just going to talk about his solo albums. Um, You know, so, yeah, man, uh, one of the greatest careers ever, uh, multi-platinum album after multi-platinum album classic classic albums uh, some of the greatest you know songs in hip-hop history and just one of the greatest MCs of all time so let's get into this this is my ranking of jay-z albums starting from worst to best so at number 13 i have the blueprint three now this one might surprise some people out there because i think the blueprint three for a lot of people especially when it came out they really liked that album uh, when i when when it came out when i remember uh, this came out in 2009 um so so yeah man when this album came out it was something i listened to a lot um anytime a new a new uh whole project comes out i always listen to it and digest it and sit with it for a while um, being that, you know, he's, you know, he's my favorite, favorite rapper. So ain't any anything he releases, I'm going to, good or bad, I'm going to listen to it and, and take it in and, and gather, you know, just gather what I think about it. And going back, going back and listening, looking at this album, you know, when I made this list here, um, the reason I put it at the bottom is a lot of these songs just didn't didn't age well for me, and just didn't do it for me, man. Um, when I look at the track listing, there's a lot on here where Jay doesn't sound comfortable, and he doesn't sound, um, you know, he 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 sounds a little like insecure, out of place, and this is like the only time if in his career, or one of these very few. It rarely happens where where you know Jay feels like he doesn't know where he belongs, you know, he's always been calm, cool, collected, kind of the smooth, smooth dude with the, you know, the, the flow, and the, you know, the the confidence, and the bravado, but on this album, he was trying to fit in with a younger crowd at that time, so he, he really kind of tried to be experimental, and as great as Jay-Z is, you know, he's, Great at just about everything, right? That's this is why he's so good. Still, he can do it all. But I do think the one flaw that he has is he's not very experimental. Her when he when he tries to be experimental, it he struggles with it. When he tries to do something a little different, um, he's great at being well who he is and doing what he does. And and you know he he's obviously he can be creative and stay relevant. He's he's changed his style over the years, of course, and he's changed he's changed his flows and what he raps about, but he's, you know, if you try to get him to kind of be too out of the box, I think he struggles with that and he kind of uh, falls a bit with that. And I think he tried that on this album a little bit, you know? Uh, I look at some of these tracks, like Off That with uh, with Drake um you know it was just produced by Timbaland and Timbaland and Jay-Z are usually money but on this album it just didn't work out and uh, I know Drake was a young up-and-coming rapper at that at this time in 2009 so it's like Jay trying to and trying to um get the younger crowd getting uh Drake on it and Drake just does the hook on here and and you know it, it, it was just bad like Jay was going for something that just didn't work out, and uh, you know, there's a couple of songs like that where he just, it just looks like he was, he was, uh, he was reaching, and it, it didn't quite work out to, to what he wanted to do. Like "Young Forever" was a song that I think Jay had a lot of hope for. It was a, a, an ambitious project, but it just kind of fell flat on his face. Like, it just didn't work out. Um, that's, you know, he, again, trying to reach out to a younger crowd, you know, forever young, we're going to be young forever and trying to reach out to a younger demographic and, and, uh, I don't know. It just didn't work out. Um, hate, uh, track 12 hate with Kanye. What was that? I don't know. What we'll, we'll, what was up with that? This song, this song kind of reminded me of like on my last podcast I talked about on, on uh, when I ranked Kanye West's albums, and I got to "Graduation," and I talked about how "Drunken Hot Girls" just was like, what the hell was that about? Like, it, it was out of place. It made no sense. Like, what were they going for? I think Hate had the same thing here, where like, what what were they going for on, on this this song? Like, they just I don't know what they are trying to do, like, with that song. Um, and yeah, there's too many features on here. It's another thing that a reason I don't like this album. Is way too many features, and um, Jay Z usually doesn't have a lot of features on his album. His best albums are actually when he has no features, or like maybe just one or two. When you look at Reasonable Doubt, uh, The Blueprint, Black Album, um, and those albums don't contain features. Uh, Black Album has no features, Blueprint has uh, one, right? Eminem. Um, Reasonable Doubt just has Biggie and and uh, jazz, sauce money, just you know, jumping, which is Biggie, and then his boys, you know, the people that that you know, he, he mentored him, you know, jazzo, sauce money, uh, and then or you know, people he brought up, Memphis Bleak, um, uh, 444 had no features, um, American Gangster didn't have any features other than Beanie Seagull and Little Wayne, so a lot of his best albums don't have features and this one had way too many um you know uh, again i already talked about the drake feature um j cole feature was on here there was kit cudi there was kanye uh there was young jeezy there was uh pharrell i mean it was it was too much like he was trying to reach out to a lot of different different people when he didn't and it just didn't work out like that, but you know, this album did have the the biggest hit of his career, which was Empire State of Mind, is Empire State of Mind is Jay-Z's only one of is only now, but at that time, when it came out, it was the first Jay-Z song to go number one on the Billboard 100 charts, as a solo artist, so Jay, I don't know if people know that, a lot of people probably don't know that, but before, you know, before this, he, he never had a, a number one song as a as a lead artist um he he had number one songs um but he was it was as a feature like like i think rihanna's umbrella was number one but jay-z was a featured artist uh beyonce crazy in love uh i believe was number one but again jay was a featured artist it was until empire state of mind where jay actually got his first number one song uh, as a bill on the billboard charts as the number one uh, lead artist on the song, and uh, it's pretty crazy when you think about it because he, by this point he, he had already been this multi-platinum artist with uh, you know had already tied like Elvis Presley and, and consecutive number one albums, um, uh, but he still didn't have a number one single. So so um, it it's a, that's why this album's kind of hard to judge because it had some of the biggest hits of his career with empire state of mind run this town, but it had, so also some of the worst tracks, uh, on, of his career. Uh, but you know, it still had the highlights, you know, this is still even Jay Z's worst is still better than most rappers best. Right. So you know, songs like thank you, um, um, as real as it gets, I think was dope already home was dope. So ambitious. Um, so those songs were those songs were good, uh, but too many too many songs that uh I didn't like the production on, like Reminder, uh Venus vs. Mars was pretty cringy. On to the next one was good, but I, I kinda got over it pretty quickly, you know. Um and uh the rapping too, you know, I don't think I think he gets outshined, man. I think one of the few times of his career where he he just got all shined by other, other rappers, uh, run this town. Kanye had the better verse for sure. Um, that's big. You know, that song was big, but it was big because of Kanye and Rihanna mostly, um, a star was born J Cole. really, really shines on here. Uh, I like his verse better than Jay Z's verses on here. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have this at number 13, uh, that might surprise some people out there, but but uh, I just wasn't feeling Blueprint 3, man. Uh, I didn't like the direction he went with this album. So let's move it on to number 12. I have Magna Carta, Holy Grail at number 12. Um, yeah, let's just talk about this a little bit here. I don't want to, you know, uh, Magna Carta was okay. Uh, it was an okay album. Again, when it came out. I was with it, listening to it for a while. Uh, I remember liking it a lot more when it came out than I do now. I don't really go back to this album at all anymore. Um, a little bit similar to Blueprint Three, where you, I uh, just felt like he was he was also trying to fit in, still trying to trying to figure out where he where he's comfortable at, what his place, what isn't what his place in the game was at that time. And I think, I think he nailed it a little bit more than he did with Blueprint Three, where he was trying to go for a different sound and be a little, you know, just a little, little different with his sound and more mature. But I still think, I still think uh, it didn't really live up to what he was going for. You know, this album had like this kind of grand, grandiose thing about it, right? He had this this album cover with the, with the art and the sculptures and the name of the album, right? Magna Carta, Holy Grail, like this kind of epic title to the album. Like this was, I think Jay was trying to build this up to be his magnum opus and kind of be this great luxurious album. And it didn't live up to that. Um, I mean, there's good songs I hear, uh, of course, but, uh, it still, it still kind of felt, it felt flat a little bit. Um, yeah, like songs like, like you know, "Holy Grail" was trying to be this this big epic song too with Justin Timberlake. Uh, but and I don't go back to that song at all. And you know, I don't, I don't think that song aged that well. Uh, "Picasso Baby" was good. Tom Ford was another song where, where Jay's going for this this trap sound but he's you know what well, that was going on at the time trap that trap sound was really starting to get bigger and jay was trying to go for that but not rap you know rap about more grown-up stuff because he was older and he's no longer you know in that in that lifestyle anymore so a lot of art metaphors a lot of references to fancy fancy paintings and artists and Basquiat and picasso and uh, you know all these all these like all these artists and painters and and whatnot right um man and, and there's a lot of that on here definitely a lot of art references in here which after a while takes away a little bit from uh from like from the album you can't really relate to what he's saying um like a little out of touch right so like tom ford like nobody you know tom ford suits again we can't relate to that we can't relate about the suits you wear right um but you know some real high moments on here. They did ha- they did have some really good songs on here. Oceans with Frank Ocean that was amazing. That was a great concept. Um, he has some great lines on there. And some great double atantras, which is what makes Jay so special. He's like the master of the double atantra. And Oceans Oceans was great. Uh, Fuck with the world was good. Somewhere in America I liked. Crown was good. Heaven was a really good song. A song that. Um, I think could fit in, could have fit in like on four for four and even this project with J Electronica, um, the verses on there were really, you know, you know, just that he's rapping about things that he hardly raps about and that came out well. Um, Nichols and dimes I liked, um, but there's, I think more, more average or, and bad Compared to good on here. So this is why I have this down at 12. Uh, second to last. So. Let's move it on to number 11. I got Kingdom Come. Now uh, now Kingdom Come. Many people just put that last. They put that at the bottom. as Jay-Z's worst album. And uh you know. I kind of. I, I think I like Kingdom Come more than. Than the average person thinks about it. Most people, like I just said, just automatically put that last on on uh, the list. But you know, I have it ahead of two albums. And when I go back, I look at to Come, man. I think it's it's still it's still not a good album. You know, let's get that out the way. I'm not saying it's it's a good album or a great album or anything like that. But it's better than I think people give it credit for. It's not as bad as people think. And when I look at the tracks listing now, I mean, some of these songs uh, they just got overlooked because they were put on this album, and I think people would just automatically throw this album away now and don't don't like want to pay attention to it. Even Jay, I feel like he doesn't want to act like this exists. But man, he has some good moments on here. He has some really good moments. The prelude, I think, is a a, a dope ass intro, man. That beat, the way he's, you know, again his verse on here, um, like the little references to, you know, the game's fucked up. He beats his banging, you, you know, that it's a little shut up the game at that time, which I didn't really catch for years. Um, you know, you can you can cut a, come up and set up a camera, let the video run, and my reel will like people real. I's like. He just rap, you know, His it's coming from this, like, mature, uh, mafioso, like, um, boss level, like, looking down at these, you Now, this, the aura of that song with that B and the, the verse at uh, the, just, that was so great. Um, um, yeah, man, the first three songs here, when you go from the prelude, uh, Oh My God and Kingdom Come, those are all, those first three tracks are great, um, I mean this is the last time jay-z hasn't worked with uh just blaze since this album which is crazy you know it's like 15 years old already and that's the last time jay's worked with um uh, with just blaze who who uh we know is just blazes in the early 2000s was one along with kanye west was basically jay-z's right hand man for beats um they have so many classics together and you know just blaze i think did I think, well, he did a single, Show Me What You Got. I think he did Kingdom Come, um, or Oh My God, I can't exactly remember which one. Um, Dr. Dre had production on here, a lost one. Uh, very underrated song that people uh, forget about a little bit because it was on this album, but a very honest song, a very mature song, a, you know, a real song. Z kind of speaking from his heart, you know, going, you know, Talking about his breakup with Rockefeller and Damon Dash, and and uh, and uh, his breakup with a girl, um, and his, his nephew dying in, the, in a car crash and a car that he bought, and how he feels, how he feels regretful for that moment. This is a well, lost one. It's kind of like a 2006 version of Regrets from Reasonable Doubt, like 10 years later. Uh, very overlooked song. It's a great song. And, um, with Dr. Dre on the beat. Uh, do you want to ride? Uh, kind of a weird concept when he had like John Legend, you know, singing uh, Do You Want to Ride with Me? Like, do you want to ride? But he's like, this song is about a guy. <laughs> so it's about Emery who just got out of jail and is, is home. But it's kind of like, but it just sounds funny because it's like you're like John Legend and. And you think he's like is talking about like a girl no no it's at first it threw me off and then when you but when you listen to the verses on here the verses are great and he has some again the the rapping on here I think it's overlooked because this album is seen as a bad album so people overlook like how good some of these songs really were. Um, beat chair I think beat chair was good I think the verses on here were really good I think the Minority Report too. Minority Report talking about Hurricane Katrina. Like JD's talking about real shit on this album. Minority Report um, lost one. Um, he's talking about shit that you know he wasn't on his braggadocio. Um, you know, just many cash talk on this album at all. He was trying to make a mature album that just kind of fell a little flat because it has some bad songs on here. We, know, we all know Hollywood is bad. Anything with Usher is is bad. Uh, that was his one song where he was trying to, you know, so kind of be on that money cash flows type of J. Um, but he was trying to be mature, and it, in some moments it didn't work out that great, like 30-something. Um, I don't think it was a really bad song, but it also wasn't anything special. I Made It was a cool song. You know, talking about his mom and, like, I'm, you know, telling his mom that he made it, he's here, you know, but wasn't anything out of this world. Um, Trouble was good. They um, a hole, they go whole, um, you know, the diss song was a good diss, but uh, the I don't really like the production on there. But the I had this, you know, I had this album better than Magna Carta and Blueprint 3 because I think... Uh, I think the rapping here is is better than those those songs. I think the he has a lot of strong verses on here that get overlooked. He has some real uh real songs. He's talking about or you know, real life things, things that we can relate to, um, things we can connect with. Unlike Magna Carta and Magna Carta and Blueprint Three, where there's just a lot of stuff that I don't I didn't really connect with, with a lot of what he was saying on here. I think the to Come is a lot more relatable. And, yeah, uh, the criticisms are warranted. There's bad songs on here. Jay does sound old and tired. He he sounds, I think this album was recorded while he was on tour. So that's why he he sounds, his flow is not as sharp. It sounds a little lazy. It sounds a little flat. I get all that. And you definitely hear his rapping, not, his voice is just not as strong. His rapping's not there. He sounds like an old-ass man um, on, a lot of this, on a lot of this stuff here. So I get that. But still, a lot of good on here, and I think you know, if you have if you haven't heard this album in a while, and you think it sucks, go back to it, give it a listen, and and see what you think now. You know, it might be a little better than what you you thought of it when it first came out, and that's my opinion on this album. So just moving on up, I'll try to speed this up a little bit more for you guys. Um, so at number ten, I got the Blueprint Two. Blueprint Two is is um, a you know double album, a lot of filler on here. Uh, made you know in the early 2000s, 2002 when this came out, uh, Jay was hot off uh, the Blueprint, which was considered a classic. So you know he's going off, you know he's on, he's feeling good at this point. Blueprint two, he's talking a lot of shit, uh, a lot of. But what hurts his album was obviously the filler, uh, too many songs, too much songs that were just throwaways. So obviously that hurts it, but if you take if you just shorten down this album to about from twenty five songs down to about twelve songs, this is a really good album in that and uh in that case, right? So cause this album still had a lot of good moments. Hovey baby, this is Jay just flowing over this, you know just Blaze be I think it was just Blaze. I mean I'm pretty sure Hovey Baby was just Blaze, But you hear, you know, just crushing that verse, those verses, man, just, um, uh, you know, the flow is as sharp as ever on this album. Um, uh, the watcher too, which that was big featuring Rakim, um, Rakim, the God, Rakim Allah, um, and Dr. Dre. So that was, that was epic. Um, uh, Jay, you know, Jay had a great verse on there, but Rakim, man, Rakim hits you with, with his verse. He comes in in the third verse and, you know, uh, I mean, he kills it. He kills it. He shows that, you know, why he's one of the greatest of all time as well and why people call him the God MC, right? Um, So, Rakim on here, um, that was, you know, that was pretty epic. Um, Again, of course, you're going to have, you're going to have those singles, 03, Bonnie and Clyde, Excuse Me, Miss. Excuse Me, Miss, though, I like, um, you know, I, I like anytime Jay and Pharrell, make a song together, um, you know, Jane, Jane Farrell always, they, they always hit man, even their, even their, their commercial songs, their radio, their radio songs, I still think they're like good songs where I don't skip them, so, um, I just, I I just really like, I really like when, uh, Farrell and Jay, um, uh, you know, are, are working together, I think, I think it always, it always works out for them. um, and yeah, man, it's just, just and it's some good tracks on here. Just some good tracks that 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 were really good. Um, you know, take off half of this. You have a good album. Popping tags was cool, featuring featuring Big Boy and and Killer Mike. Uh, I mean, they're just talking shit about shopping and be buying buying out the mall. It's still not, it was just it's just dope. It was a dope track. Uh, I did it my way. It was dope. Uh, Diamonds are forever. It's forever. Guns of the Roses with Lenny Kravis was cool. Uh, people had their opinions about that song. The You Don't Know Remix, Meet the Parents was was definitely something different. Jay was on a storytelling shit, uh, talking talking about this deep, this deep story. That was that was different. It was something that Jay doesn't do often. So that was that was nice. Uh, somehow, some way, um, some people hate underrated song. Uh, very good track there. Um, show you how very good track. So, and with all the filler on here, it is still ha- held up very well. When you look at the, the good songs on here and the good songs on here, the 12 best songs on here are better than, you know, anything that Kingdom Kung, Manacarta or blueprint three had on here. So this is why I have blueprint two ahead of, ahead of, uh, Kingdom Kung, Manacarta and blueprint three. Um, even though there's more. A lot more bad on here because it's a double album, but the good on here is is uh it's better than those other albums. So on uh, number nine, I have the dynasty. Um, yeah, the dynasty. And together my thoughts, real quick, uh, compilation album, sort of. Uh, Jay putting on his his uh, his crew at that time, everybody on Rockefeller getting their shine, getting their moment. Um, Dynasty's, I think it's. I also think this album's a little underrated. I think uh, people don't talk about this album as much. uh, Because I think a lot of it's because Jay Z is not cool with a lot of these people anymore that are on here, right? They're, they're, you know, Beanie Siegel. And, I mean, he's still cool with Bleak, but it's, you know, not a lot going on. I mean, you know, Freeway, no, he's not really. You know rockefeller's is, is done right, so so we don't kinda think about this album anymore uh, but you know looking at looking back at this album, obviously the intro intro alone the intro alone is better than you know it's the reason why it's number nine just off of that one that one song alone, one of the hardest intros in in hip hop history um one of the hardest verses in hip hop history. So based off the intro alone, if you haven't heard this, the intro to the Dynasty yet, then you've been fucking up, go listen to the Dynasty intro um Rock La Familia. Um, but, you know, the rest, you know, the rest of it after the intro is good. Not great. There's some great moments. Uh, streets is talking was good. This Can't Be Life, uh, Jay's first collaboration with Kanye um, I Just Want to Love You. I believe that was his first c- collaboration with the Neptunes at that point. Don't quote me on that, but I think that, that was his first single with them, at least. Um, that's still a good song. That still holds up. Uh, as a party track. Changed the game with though because he had this West Coast beat to it. And, it, you know, it bounces. It has that, that bounce to it. Uh, um, so that was good. Some songs didn't age well. Uh, like, Guilty Until Proven innocent, innocent, featuring R. Kelly. We all know what ha- happened to R. Kelly, so this is kind of a hard song to go back and listen to now, hearing R. Kelly singing about, you know, I'm not guilty. And, <laughs> and yeah, let's just throw that song out uh, of the way now. Throw it out now. 1-900 um, Hustler was dope. Uh, it was a cool concept. Soon, soon You Understand was good. I like Squeeze First. Where Have You Been it was very... Very real, man. Um, talking about Jay Z and Beanie Siegel talking about their loss, their um, their relationship with their dads, their 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 fathers leaving them or being a, their absent fathers. Uh, Beanie Siegel is basically about a cry on here, man. You can really feel where he's coming from. Um, and Jay too, Jay's like rapping with a lot of anger. You can hear that in his voice. So it's another underrated song that uh, doesn't get talked about enough. People. Now, one of the criticisms that people have about Jay is that, you know, he he doesn't let you win enough, he doesn't talk about real, you know, stuff that's going on in his life enough, and for people that say that, they're, you know, he does, he's done that plenty of times, it just gets mixed in with the commercial, the party stuff, and you, you'll, especially if you're just a casual fan, you overlook these type of songs, and there's plenty of that type of stuff on here. And, and uh you know where have you been it's definitely one of his more real realer songs so uh yeah number nine the dynasty um some great verses on here some great songs uh Beanie seagull that was really good on here um you get some good some great uh great intro uh some great singles um and uh and this is a, the turning point where Jay started to switch his his style and his production, starting to be more more soulful production. It started with this album, and then on the Blueprint, of course, is when he kind of fully goes into that, and um, you you really get that type of style from that from the new Rockefeller sound at that point. Uh, so let's move it on up to number eight. I have Volume Three, uh, Life and Times of Sean Carter, Volume Three. one of my favorite albums um but the the highs on here are really good um uh on here um i thought the intro was dope again jay jay always has good intros that's he just always he just always has dope intros. so the hova song that's when he first started calling himself hova it was on volume three so he had his introduction to his new nickname hova so he had the hova song intro so ghetto, uh, with DJ Premier, the last Primo song we got from um, from these two together, Primo and Jay together. So it's kind of kind of sad now. It's been that long since they collaborated, but still, you know, So Ghetto was great. Do it again, yeah, Dope Man, underrated song. Uh, that's another song where where he's kind of talking about the repercussions of the of the drug game and and how he was product of his environment. So another song that people can listen to that when people think Jay doesn't, you know, doesn't give him uh, enough of, uh, of, of what he thinks and his emotions don't man. another song that people can play. you can hear that. He has some great lines on there. He says at age nine, saw my first hate crime blindfolded, expected to walk a straight line, mind molded, taught to love you and hate mine. Just, just how you're born into this lifestyle where, you you see a lot of bad things at a young age and you expect us to be good. You expect us to to walk a straight and narrow path, it's like we're you know, this, uh this great uh underrated song there. Um But there was some bad on here of course, and yeah, all these three these middle tier albums here have you know, have some bad on here. Um but you know, Big Pimpin', great song. Um the it's hot. Was dope. Snoopy track with Juvenile. That beat was sick. Um, a lot of a lot of Jay Z. Just he was on his hood shit on this album. He was on his gangster shit. This is around the same time where he you he, stab, he stabbed Last Un Rivera. And he's he you know, on the album cover with the the jacket and stuff. Like you know he's he's on his street shit on here, and uh, he's talking a lot of shit. And he's 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 on his cocky. You know, come and get me. You know that that track was that track was dope. He's He's on a shit on here, man. But there's you know still some bad on here. And then like the like pop F Stock Carter was a mill was terrible. That's a throwaway track. Uh, things that you do with Mariah Carey, just, the verses were cool. The verses were good, but it just didn't work out as a, as a single as a track. Um, so still a lot of good moments on here. So moving on to number seven. And number seven, I have American Gangster. American Gangster. One of my favorite albums, one of my favorite Jay-Z albums, um, if it was like just based off of favorites, I might have had this a little bit higher. Well, I know I would have had it higher for sure if I'm just going off of just pure favorite, uh, what, what album I would want to listen to. Um, but I have at number seven, just trying to be more just objective, objective about it. Um, American gangster was from top to bottom is a great album. Uh, with no skips for the month. But it's not a bad song on here. This is one of Jay-Z's most cohesive albums. It's it's almost like a concept album. You know tied to the American Gangster movie. Uh, Just about his life. Uh, a lot of people call this like a reasonable doubt 2.0. And I can see that a little bit. Because um, you know Jay is, Jay is talking about his lifestyle. grow, You know in the drug game. and uh, And also just kind of playing on like a character or he has this, you know, this loose concept about starting, starting off. You're, you know, you're dreaming about this game. You're, you're young in the game. You become, you become a, a drug dealer and make, you know, a lot of money, become a kingpin, but then there's a fall off part. And that's where you get to the last song falling, you know? So this it's a loose concept because there's songs in here that don't fit in with that concept. But it's very cohesive. Um, it's very well put together, very well sequenced. Um, I think uh, Diddy and the Hitman produced this whole album. A lot of soul samples, a lot of like old like nineteen seventy samples, more of gay samples in there. Uh, but what I think hurts this album is there's not a lot of uh, moments of like just these all time great songs. Uh, and you know jay-z songs on this album you don't get a lot of you don't get those those kind of epic songs that that have been able to to last over time um like we're you know what i'm like when i remember when this album here's what i'm trying to say mostly like when this album came out i loved it i thought the rapping the lyricism on here was great at that it you know is lyrically one of one of jay-z's best albums um again like there was no skippable tracks to me it, i thought i thought this album was great when it first came out so much so much so that when it came out i actually was you know putting it ahead of the black album on my rankings of, of j albums at this time like man is this album better than the black album um And I I could, for a minute, I considered it being better than the Black Album, Uh, but going back to it now, what it didn't have that the Black Album did have is it just had those, those amazing kind of those classic songs on there. Like the Black Album has songs that Jay still performs to this day or still iconic to this day, like 99 Problems and Public Service Announcement and Encore. Um, and, you know, other songs as well, um, Jay rarely performs any of these songs off American Gangster, um, uh, at least from w- what I hear, you know, and, and, uh, that over time, that's why I can't consider this album a classic because it doesn't, to have a classic album, yes, you, you gotta have good songs and you can't really, you can't have any skippables, maybe just one skippable, um. But not only do the songs have to be good, they also have to have some iconic status to them. And this album didn't have th- those those songs that you just stick out to, like, you know, that where you can just, like, man, I remember those songs, you know, off that album, when when they came out, and how big those songs were. Um, that album didn't have any of that. So that luster, that that wow factor about this album is not really there. It's a very, very good album, but it doesn't have that those moments of, like, when you first see like when I first heard Ninety Nine Problems, when I first heard public service announcement, when I first heard what more can I say, like man, those like you know these songs are gonna be remembered for a long time. On American Gangster, although all these songs for the most part are are good to great, there's not there wasn't a song that really you just stick out to you, you know, as and you go back to on a regular basis like that. <clears throat> so I docked a few points because of that even though it's one of my favorite Jay-Z albums it's, I think lyrically is one of his best albums, one of the most well-written albums um, but I gotta dock it a few points for that, the only song I kinda skip, and not because it's a bad song, I just kinda I don't really feel it, it's Hello Brooklyn, other than that I played the rest of this album from top to bottom so, yeah man still, still a good album and now we're getting to the cream of the crop all right, so number six, I have 444. Now, uh, 444 could you know go up higher over the next couple years. Is still this album's still not that old, only about three years old. Uh, excuse me, but uh, at the moment, I have it at number six. Um, a little similar to what I just said about American Gangster, where it's one of Jay's most cohesive albums, one of his best albums from top to bottom. No skippable tracks, every track I hear is good. Um, but it, we'll see how, I think it starts to age a little bit more over time. And depending on the impact this album's going to have in the future, um, will determine where this album ultimately ranks. Um, so right now I can't call it a classic yet. Um, but we'll see. So story's still out on a, it's a great album for sure. I think that's, we were when this album came out, everybody was calling it, you know, a great album and really like this album. But where it ultimately ends up in, you know, in the legacy of not only Jay Z's legacy but hip hop legacy and the where it places, uh, we'll see we'll see how this this album has to age a little bit more to to really know. Um but uh, yeah a great great album from top to bottom. Jay Z kinda for the first time give you a whole album where he's really Just talking about, you know, talking about his, his feelings and his relationship with Beyonce and, and his, you know, being more conscious, talking about things that are of more relevance, more importance, how to, you know, how to manage money. He's he's trying to give jewels, spitting knowledge to people. And he's always done that, but he's doing it on, you know, he's doing it for a whole project and, and sticking to that. So great album, we'll see where it ends up ultimately Uh, as of now I have a number 6, number 5 volume 1 I have a number 5 volume 1 man to me this is the greatest greatest classic album that never was like or like this album was so close to being a a classic classic album, it man, if, if it wasn't for I've always said this about this album. If you just took off I Know What Girls Like, if you just remove that song off this album, then it's probably looked at so much better and it might be a classic at that point. Um The highs on this album were amazing. Like the, the, the great songs on this album were were like some of the greatest tracks of Jay-Z's career were on this, on this record. Like an intro, intro was dope as always. Jay has those intro and million and one questions. But man, like, I mean, think of uh, where I'm from. Streets is watching imaginary players. Uh, This is some of the best performances of Jay's career and uh, you know the great the good songs on here the great on here was so great it was so you know just so next level but the bad on here was also so bad and and unfortunately if you know one one or two really really bad songs can ruin a great album man and that's this what happened with this album if you just took off i know one girl's like if you just remove that song um it may be removed um always be my sunshine, which I don't think that song was bad. I think it's the video. The music video is what what people don't like about it as much. Um the actual song itself I don't think is horrible. Uh, it's more so the music video. Um the city was a city is mine. I could have done one without that one as well. But man, the rest of this album just fire, dude. Like streets is watching in front of foe 98 lucky me um who you with smooth uh rap game crack game where i'm from you must love me man that's one again one of the realest jay-z songs ever um a lot of a lot of great a lot of great great stuff on here uh i think you know albums like 444 or make Am- an american gangster are better albums from top to bottom more cohesive um well put together albums, from top to bottom, but the 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 great on Volume One was so so great that it overshadows, uh, the bad, and that's, that's why the reason I still have Volume One ahead of Four for Four and American Gangster, even though those albums are are more consistent from top to bottom. Um, yeah, let's moving on to number number four. Uh, not this album I actually don't really like that much, but. I have it at number four because I know how important this album is to Jay Z's career, his legacy, and what it did for him as an artist. So, Volume Two, Harnock Life, I have it at number four. Um, Jay Z's first number one album, his to this day still his highest selling album. Has this album has sold like more than five million records? Um, this is the album that made him a a superstar. It, was, it happened started with this album. Um, he hasn't looked back since. So. It's the reason I have to give it some respect, uh, and place it where I placed it. Um, I know Jay in the interview one time said that volume two is like his off the wall, you know, and like reasonable doubt or something like his thriller. She said something like that, where this album was a necessary album to have to, you know, for him to become what he became. And, and a lot of hip hop heads don't like this album, um, this is one of the albums where a lot of hip hop heads started hating Jay Z, because <laughs> you know before this, you I know mean, he had Reasonable Doubt, he had In My Lifetime Volume One, and and people really you know people like those albums. Reasonable Doubt was considered a classic, and people knew Jay Z can can rap. Uh, but when, once Volume Two came out, people looked at him like he sold out, and 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 now he's you know and now he's a superstar. Um, and that's I think that's one of the reasons why I don't really like this album either because there there is, a lot of just talk about money, cash holes, and it's a lot of commercial a lot of commercial stuff, right? It's there's like five singles off this album, but you know again I'm not just going off a of personal preference. I'm going off of uh, trying to look at it objectively and and what what this album did. Um, one thing I can't say about this album that. That makes it so you know just just makes it really good is man the Jay's flow on here man the way he's rapping on here the reason I don't like it is be, like it as much is because of the stuff that he's saying there's nothing you know I can really I I really care about right it's a lot of braggadocio a lot of just talking about money and and girls and what and the whatnot party partying all this stuff right but the way he's rapping, like the flows on here are amazing. And you know he's right. You know, he can speed it up, slow it down. This is Jay at his peak as a, just what is, what is flow? His flow was impeccable on here. The way he's rapping over tracks is amazing. And this is why I have it at number four. Cause there, I don't think there's a bad song on here. Uh, first of all. And I do consider this a classic because of what it did for Jay's career. Um, they won them a Grammy for best rap album, so I do consider it a classic for uh, especially for the time it came out. Um there's not a real bad song on here. And he's just rapping his ass off on a lot of um the way he's flowing, you know, reservoir drawings is like um uh jigga what, jigga who like dude that he just all over the track, rap you know, double time flows here and there, slowing it down, speeding it up. Um, you know, he did it all on here when it comes to his flow. So he's spazzing on a lot of these, these records. Um, so yeah, number four, uh, volume two. And number three now I have a uh, black album. Um, from number four on, I consider all these album classics. So from volume two, um, I, I think Jay has at the moment four classics maybe more in the future maybe four 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 will become one but I think these are his four classics for sure I uh, have volume two and number four then three black album the classic album I'm gonna speed it up and just finish it off from this point on because I don't think I have to you know say a lot now because uh, everybody knows these top three albums and what you know how good they are so number three black album um, supposed to be Jay-Z's retirement album, we all know that, he came back afterwards, but this album aged very well, still holds up very well, I still listen to, I still listen to it a lot, go back to it a lot to this day, uh, some of the greatest songs of his career are on here, um, some of the greatest moments of his career on, are on here, 99 Problems, of course, Public Service Announcement, uh, Allure, uh, Lucifer, uh, Throw It Off Your Shoulder, of course, an Encore. What more can I say? I'm making, It goes on and on. Moment of Clarity, and just being honest with himself in his career at that point. Um, no features on this album. Very cohesive, very well put together. Uh, not a real bad song on here. This is why I consider it a classic, because it it's, doesn't really have any skippable songs. And, and not only does it not have a skippable song, really, it also has, like, all-time great songs. And that's what I think you need to have to be considered a classic album. Uh, I know people don't really like Justify My Thug a lot, but don't think it's a bad song that ruins the album, uh, ruins it from being a classic, at least. So, uh, yeah, Black Album number three. Uh, not much more I can say about that. What more can I say? Uh, number two, uh, The Blueprint. The original Blueprint, the album that kind of changed hip hop, uh, forever after this, you know, the soul samples, um, the, uh, the production on here, of course, by Kanye West just Blaze, uh, amongst others, of course. Um, but we, and yeah, we know how big the blueprint was, came out on 9 11, 2001. So we you know, um, how, what happened in American history on that day. So this album was like a big moment. It came out on that day and, and people still still went number one. It didn't stop people from going to the stores and buying it. I think a lot of people looked at this album as a way to, to distract themselves from what was going on in New York at that time. And and this album, uh, I think, helped a lot of people get through those times. We all know that uh, this is where, the, you know, The Takeover, uh, Beef with Nas, uh, so we know how, you know, the, the historical relevance of this album because of the day it came out and also uh, it started one of the greatest uh, rap piece in hip-hop history. And it had it all. It's a classic album. One more can I say about that? It's a classic album. Uh, Eminem uh, killed it. Uh, we all know about that. Eminem killed you on your own shit. We, are, we all know about that. Jay was great on Renegade, though. Uh, people overlook how good Jay-Z was on Renegade, but Eminem did kill it. Um And yeah, man, it's a great album, classic album. Uh but number one, his his debut, of course. At number one, it's gonna be Reasonable Doubt, Jay Z's greatest album of all time. Uh to this day still. his the best album, I think, is still Reasonable Doubt. And the reason I have it number one over the blueprint, I think I do think the blueprint is probably more well-sequenced and well-put-together and uh, from top to bottom, a more well-rounded album. Um, but Reasonable Doubt is, you know, the original and and lyrically just, uh, you know, is far better than Blueprint. And this is why I still place it at number one. Production was still great on Reasonable Doubt as well. And, yeah, man, it's one of the greatest, one of the greatest hip-hop albums ever. Not just a classic J album, but one, just one of the greatest hip-hop albums ever. One of the, you know, I say one of the 15 greatest hip-hop albums of all time. You know, still to this day. Um, you know, it had still... Some of the greatest verses in hip hop still are on this album. Uh Can I Live? Dead Presidents, Brooklyn's Finest. Um some of the greatest I think greatest production tool was on here. You had this this album where Jay, you know, was speaking even though it was kind of put into that mafioso rap, but like only built for Cuban links and Big E and and it had this, you know this these topics that were you know, everybody was a lot of people were t- speaking about this stuff, you know, with the drug talk on here. But it came from a more mature, it was a more mature album than those albums were. Where I felt like other albums that came out during this time were glorifying the drug life. Uh, Jay doesn't really do a lot of that here, he's coming from a guy who really lived it. And I think other rappers were coming, you know, they're rapping about it. But it, it's Jay when he raps about it is more like he's coming from a more mature like boss level, right? And, you know he has you know the cover with the the suit on and the cigar, um, talking about the regrets of the drug game and the repercussions of it, and and it's, it was different than what other people were saying. Um, it wasn't just about glorifying it. He also talks about the other side of it as well. So. Um, classic, one of the best albums ever, some of the greatest songs ever um, yeah man, this album had it all, this album had it all uh, so that's it, number one is Reasonable Doubt don't have a lot more to say about it if you want to, you know, if you haven't listened to it if you haven't listened to Reasonable Doubt then I don't know, you're not, you must not be a fan of hip hop so so uh, one of the greatest albums ever and uh, that's my rankings of of Jay Z albums from um from worst to best. Um all his thirteen albums. So hope hopefully we still get more music from him. He just, you know, heard we just heard him on J Electronica's album and killing that shit. So we he's he's still rapping at a high level and I hope he, he gets you know he gives us another album soon. So so uh and he and he continues to add to his legacy. He's already the greatest um of all time, I think. So so he's just everything that he does now. He's just adding on to it and uh, just furthering the distance between himself and whoever, whoever you think is is uh, second place. But um, yeah, that's that's my rankings. That's my list of uh, Jay Z albums. A lot, a lot longer than Kanye's one. It's, there's more albums here. It's more music here. So it's man, I spent more time breaking them down because I'm more, you know, he could, I I've listened to these albums so much more so. So yeah, sorry about the length of uh, with this one. I'll try to shorten up the next one and be a little quicker. And uh, I'll see who I, who I do who I do next. So hope you guys enjoyed. Hope everyone enjoyed out there. Stay safe, uh, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.